today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. God will use encouragement to get us through the hardships in life. And sometimes it doesn't come in the way that we think. Nor does it come through whom we want it to come. See, certainly it's from the Word of God. But sometimes God might bring a brother or sister in Christ along and they have a word for you. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. The Lord can and will communicate with His people in unique and uncommon ways, maybe through a friend or through His word. God often gets creative and intimate when He wants to talk to you. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will encourage you to stay alert to how God may be trying to speak to you personally. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the Inspired and Truth podcast or download the Inspired and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Welcome. Today we are going to finish the book of Hebrews. I should say Lord willing, but chapter 13, beginning in verse 22 is our text, and all the way through to verse 25 to the end of the book. So verse 22, by the Holy Spirit, writes, Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for in fact I have written to you, quite briefly. (laughs) That's an inside thing. (laughs) Verse 23, I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings And verse 25, grace be with you all. So I want to talk with you today about how it is, and really more importantly, the way it is that God will choose to use in order to get us through life's hardships. Here at the end of this amazing book of Hebrews, and I know I say that about every book in the Bible, but uh, truly an amazing book, we see this compassion come out of the writer of the book of Hebrews, and it's really from the heart, and it's from his heart to their heart. You, you, you can't read what we just read and not get the impression that the writer of this book really deeply cared for these Christians, these brothers and sisters. I mean, he cared for them deeply. He loved them deeply. And even the longing on his part from his heart to want to see them, to join Timothy in coming to them. Many believe that this is actually One of the reasons that it has to be the Apostle Paul who authored this letter by the Holy Spirit. 
You've probably noticed that I've stayed away from the whole discussion of, I think we, we brought it up. You're looking at me like, what's this we stuff? You brought it up. Okay, I brought it up at the beginning of our study through this book, and just mentioned it sort of in passing parenthetically that God in His sovereignty and wisdom deemed it necessary to withhold from us who the author of this book was, and for a reason. Well, that's not stop the speculation <laughs> that abounds on the part of many a Bible teacher and Bible commentator, of which I should probably include myself since I'm talking about it again. But uh, it is thought that it could be the Apostle Paul. But, and this certainly would indicate that it was Paul. Yeah, there's other thoughts as to who it is, but it really doesn't matter. And the reason that it doesn't matter is because it's the Holy Spirit who authored this book. They were just the vehicle, the vessel, the writer, inspired by the Holy Spirit to pen these words in this book. And then to end this letter this way, whew, I mean, this is why I actually saved verses 22 through 25 for today. I'm, I'm really in no hurry to uh, end the book of Hebrews, because you know what comes after the book of Hebrews, right? We've talked about this as well, the book of James. If you're bus up from Hebrews, I assure you on the authority of God's Word, James will finish the job. Yeah. So Maybe that's one of the reasons why subtly, indirectly, subconsciously even, I, I'm, not, I'm not in any hurry. And by the way, James 1, for those of you that read ahead to stay ahead, well, you know what it's about, right? Trials. Yeah. Okay, well look, read. It's, in fact, if you got your Bible open to Hebrews chapter 13, it's probably right there next to it. James, don't, don't read it right now, because... But I just love this, you know, and, and isn't it true, if we're honest with ourselves, that when you get to the end of the book, and it's just kind of a, a formality, and you tend to just kind of read through it, and read past it, and move on from it, well, wait a minute, not so fast. Every word in God's Word is there for a reason. And there's something here in these final verses of Hebrews chapter 13 that the Holy Spirit wants us to see, there's things he wants us to know, specifically concerning the hardships in life. Because you have to understand, as we're going to see here in a moment, that these Hebrew Christians were really struggling. They were very discouraged. The hardship in their lives was such that I don't think we in our day have any idea of how difficult it was, you have to know that at this time, when this letter was written to them, if you were a Christian, and you decided to follow Jesus, as we affectionately sing and say, it would cost you everything. Your friends, your job, your livelihood, everything. You really had to count the cost. And they were paying a very, very high price. It was a very, very high cost. And this is really why I believe it is that 
the writer says what he says is to really encourage them, as we're going to see here in a moment. Actually, I I found no less than four ways, maybe you'll find more, but four ways that we can be assured without question that God will use, the ways that God will use to see us through hardship. And by the way, the good news is He will see us through the hardships. He will see you through. I know that when you're in the midst of it, it may not seem like it. It certainly doesn't feel like it. But God will see you through no matter what. No matter what it is. Well, the first way is in verse 22, and it's simply encouragement. After urging them to pray for him, the writer is now urging them yet again, only this time he's urging them to bear with what he says is a brief word of exhortation. Now this is a man after my own heart right there. Brief? Thirteen chapters? Some of those chapters, which weren't in the original letter, but man, some of those chapters, I mean, you, well, you know, you were there and you survived and you lived to tell about it and you got the scars to prove it. Chapter 6, for example, chapter 4, actually chapter 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, all the way through the book. Wow. And he says, you know, I need you to I'm urging you to bear with me in my brief word of exhortation. Translated, there's so much more that I could have written to you about. This is the abbreviated version of what I wanted to write to you. Now, interesting, this word exhortation. Um, If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are. I'm not particularly fond of this word exhortation when I'm on the receiving end of said exhortation, because it sounds very corrective, sounds very uh, disciplinary. I exhort you. (sighs) What do I do now? That's not what the word actually means in the original language of the Greek New Testament. (laughs) This might Uh, surprise you, but it actually carries with it the idea of a sermon, and actually a sermon to exhort or encourage. So what the writer is saying here, if you want to take that word exhortation and replace it with encouragement, then all of a sudden it just kind of fits better, because that's his heart. And that's the heart of God through the writer of the letter. Bear with me, I urge you. I just got done urging you to pray for me. Now I'm urging you to bear with me with what has been a brief word of encouragement. Why is he wanting to encourage them? Well, I know this is deeply profound, but they were discouraged. That's why. And the Lord knew it, and the Lord knew that they needed to be encouraged. You know, throughout Scripture, so many times, I'm thinking about Joshua chapter 1, 
What a great chapter, just that first chapter. And here's Joshua now. He is taking the place of Moses. Those are some big sandals to fill. And he is terrified. And he is discouraged and afraid. And what does God say? Don't be discouraged and don't be afraid. And all throughout Scripture, every time you see a passage that says, don't be discouraged, it's because they were discouraged. Again, I know this is, you know, (laughs) Bible for dummies, I'll be the dummy, but it's true. Don't be afraid. Why would that verse say that? Because they were afraid. Do not be afraid. I know you're afraid. Don't be afraid. And here's why. And that's what I love about God's Word. You'll never find a place in God's Word where God says, don't be afraid without telling you why you're not to be afraid. Could you imagine if the passage just said, don't be afraid, because I'm God, and I said so. Okay, I won't be afraid anymore. Don't be discouraged, because I'm God, and I said so. No, don't be discouraged. Here's why. Don't be afraid. Here's why. You have nothing to be afraid of. Don't be discouraged. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have discouragement. It's just that we should never let discouragement have us. Same thing goes with fear. It's not that we're not going to have fear. Just don't let fear have you. And so the writer is really reminding them of the whole purpose of this letter why he was inspired to write this in the first place. It was to encourage them, to exhort them, because they were really struggling. They were really discouraged. They were really hurting. They had lost everything. They'd lost their friends. Their family had disowned them. And if that weren't bad enough, they're dealing with this temptation and this pressure from their family to go back to Judaism. What a struggle is that? And to be a Christian in that day was really in some ways a death sentence, as it was for the early church. So he's wanting to encourage them. And he's, this is a a brief sermon or word of encouragement. Why? Because they're discouraged. So what's your point? Well, here's my point. God will use encouragement to get us through the hardships in life. And sometimes it doesn't come in the way that we think, nor does it come through whom we want it to come. See, certainly it's from the Word of God, but sometimes God might bring a brother or sister in Christ along, and they have a word for you. And again, we're, we're, we're replacing exhortation with, because how, how much are you going to warm up to that brother that comes up to you and says, I have a word of exhortation for you. Yeah. Get thee behind me, <laughs> Satan, you know. <laughs> I don't want to hear an exhortation. Now, what if that same brother came up to me and said, hey, I have a word of encouragement for you. You do? Yeah. Man, I could use some encouragement. <laughs> Sometimes the encouragement comes without words. It's just a hug, a pat on the back, 
a smile on your face. You know, you'll forgive me for the honesty with which I say this, but we're all so fake. Notice I said we all, I'm including myself. When it comes to this, you know, we're, we always put on our best face when we come to church. Actually, we put it on in the parking lot after we got done screaming at the kids, right? <laughs> you know the face I'm talking the smile. Praise the Lord. Dude, you just got done yelling at your kids and arguing with your wife, and now you're going to praise the Lord? How? That's, yeah, no. And then you come into church, and you know, the it's the, hey, how you doing? Oh, praise the Lord. Really? Sometimes I'll, I'll say to people, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. How you really doing? Oh, you have no idea. How about when you're, you know, just kind of passing by and you'll say, hey, how you doing? And you're fully expecting them to say, I'm doing great. How are you doing? And then instead they say, you know, I'm not doing so good. You got a minute? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Maybe God has put you in their path at that time because He wants to use you to encourage them. Because they need to be encouraged. Because if you had any idea what they're going through, the struggles they're having, the hardship they're experiencing, the difficult difficulty they're living in, And again, it doesn't take much. A lot of little is a lot. (laughs) It could just be a a comforting, encouraging, hey, you know, the Lord knows all about it. The Lord knows all about it. You be encouraged. God's got this. It's going to be okay. Yeah, but I've, I've lost my job. God knows. God knows. Yeah, but my son, my daughter, yeah, God knows. In fact, when it comes to your son or your daughter, God loves them more than you ever could. And if they're a prodigal or a wayward daughter or a prodigal son, God wants them right with him more than even you do. Imagine that. God knows. Yeah, but it's getting really hard. God knows. Yeah, but the doctors are saying this. God knows. God knows. You'd be encouraged. You'd be encouraged. Well, the second way is in verse 23, and it's hope. I find it very interesting that the writer, inspired by the Holy Spirit, would mention Timothy, and that he's going to be released, and he's coming to see them. Well, (laughs) Why would, I mean the question is, why would the writer, why why would Timothy being released presumably from prison and now on his way to see them, why would that rise to the level of being inspired by the writer to write to them? Answer, to give him hope, to give him something to look forward to. You know it's been said you can only live a certain number of days without food, and less number of days without water, but you can only live seconds without hope. And God knows that. So how does that hope come? Well certainly 
Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the Word of God. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, strong word by the way, the evidence of things yet unseen. It's believing that which you know will happen, but hasn't happened yet. That's faith. And that's hope. And hope comes chiefly by hearing the Word of God. But sometimes God will send a Timothy your way. I would imagine, I mean, we know Timothy uh, very well <laughs> through the Apostle Paul. What, what a, first of all, he was a young pastor at the time when Paul wrote him. But he met, he met Timothy when he was in Lystra. And Timothy was brought up in a, in a God-fearing home with parents and grandparents that love the Lord and serve the Lord. And this Timothy man, I mean, I can't wait to meet him, by the way, <laughs> which is, I think, going to be very, very soon. And if you want to meet him too, you're going to have to wait for me to meet him first. So, But Timothy, to me, is one of those guys that you just want to be around. You know what I'm talking about? Timothy was, was the guy when, when he would walk into the room, ah, yeah, Timothy's here. Well, I better flip it around the other way. You know how some people are, they walk into the room, you're like, <laughs> I mean, they just drain the life out of you. They drain the hope out of you. I mean, it's just, that's just how they are. Well, the writer is wanting them to know, hey, Timothy's coming to see you. He's been released. Did you hear? Be encouraged. And when he comes, oh, I would love to be able to come with him. I might. We'll see. The Lord knows. But it gives them this to look forward to. Here's what I'm thinking. It's when we don't have anything to look forward to, that we're prone to be given over to hopelessness and despair. And again, this is, it doesn't take much. I mean, just something as little as, hey, he's, he's coming, coming your way. Oh, there's, I'm, I'm so now looking forward to when he gets here. I love Timothy. And I know Timothy loves me. And I know when he gets here, we're going to have fellowship together. And what's going to come out of that is this encouragement and this hope. Because isn't it true that we have to be reminded of the hope that we have? And here's another exhortation <laughs> slash encouragement. Peter, by the Holy Spirit, writes that we need to be at the ready to give everyone an answer of that hope that lies within us. Hope, hope, hope. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of being hopeful. And giving to another hope. There's hope. There's always hope in the Lord. Your hope is in the Lord. Yeah, my situation is hopeless, but God 
is my hope. In Him, I put my trust. You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn from the book of Hebrews with Pastor J.D., don't discount the things you're hearing. God may be speaking to you individually today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own, too, to further understand what you've heard on today's broadcast. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly. This only helps you to grow in your relationship with God and others. If you don't have a church home, come be a part of ours. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to understanding the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Hebrews together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com or come find us on social media. There are links to our Twitter and Instagram pages on our website calvarychapelkaneohe.com That's all we have time for today but thanks for listening to this edition of In Spirit and Truth.